0: Michelle Lechnick and Steve Martins from Trampoline. Answer 100 questions to win the Manitoba Money Shot. All this plus sex bag on this episode called Trampoline Shoots on All the People. It's the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast.
1: It's okay, Moore. You can do this. You can do this. You're just, just going to call her. you am just going to call her and ask her out. What's the worst she can say? Oh, God. Do it. Do it. Do it. Okay.
0: Robbins.
1: Hey, Sheila. It's Ronald George. We, we met down at the Robbins yesterday. And, uh... Sorry, who? Ronald George. I get the large one-on-one no sleeve right apple fritter yes that's right um i just was wondering if maybe you'd want to go out on a date sometime a date ha where are you taking me well i was thinking we could go see a movie and maybe after that grab some coffee and after that maybe coming back to my apartment and i could pull out the sex bag Wait, what?
0: Let me put you on a rocket ship. I want to take you home before I take a sip. Not camping, but I'm pitching a tent. You'll get the best of my love if you give verbal consent. I'll get my sex back. Got the essentials for our naked tag. I got my sex back. It's all we need to have a beautiful shag house Okay
1: You're saying you have a bag Oh
0: I got candles picked out just for you Which also doubles as a chocolate fondue I got rose petals that lay at your feet And spread all over Over the bed bed. On top the red velvet sheets Next, out the bag, a couple of hamsters Dressed as Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers
1: Stop, stop the tape Stop it Damn You know, you'd think people would be impressed that I was able to train two hamsters to lip-sync Islands in the Stream by uh, Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton, but no, it's always the same reaction. Click, hang up, whatever. Let's keep going forward here. Hi! Hello! How are you? My name is Ronald George Moore. I am the host of the show, the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast. I've been doing it mm, roughly, maybe, about three years. I just wanted to start doing a show where I was interviewing long-form interviews with Manitoba artists, some of the coolest, talented people that I know or would like to talk to because uh, some people I've never met before. And originally, it was just me at Crop Central here in my apartment. I would reach out to somebody, and if they agreed, they'd come down, and we'd uh, chat it up. But now, of course, with the pandemic, it's all over uh, Zoom, over the Internet, and that's what we've been doing And that's what I did with Trampoline. Uh, Trampoline has been one of my favorite bands, not local bands, one of my favorite bands for uh, a long time now. So when I heard their new album was coming out, I reached to them and asked if they want to be a part of the show, and they agreed. I don't know if they knew what they're getting into, but uh, we had a lot of fun. It was a great, great uh, conversation, I thought. Well, of course, I was just like, wow, this is amazing. And it was great to talk to. So that's coming up uh, in a few minutes. But first, I wanted to let you know that what you heard at the beginning of the show was their new single "Jane" from the new album "All the People in This House." And you could find that hit single has a video you can find it on their YouTube channel. Uh, Trampling the band is their account on YouTube, and we actually talk about a lot of their videos. And I used, I, you notice I didn't didn't do the whole song. I, I, I like to use chunks. Chunks, you're going to be hearing chunks of a whole bunch of songs by Trampoline, including Creatures of the Sun, Escher Live, Children on the Hill, Twins on Fire, uh, Socrates, Emily's Tea Party Live. Before we get into that, I just want to mention that our home base is SoundCloud. Feel free to subscribe on SoundCloud and catch all the back catalog interviews with all that amazing manitoba talent i'm telling you about i was telling you about but you can also listen listen to us on apple podcasts stitcher and amazon which is pretty cool what else we have an instagram account we have a twitter account we have a facebook account now i'm not huge and i don't do a lot of the social media as much as as you know i should do more um but that being said Check it out anyway. Subscribe. What else are you doing? Why not? What the fuck, right? Um, there's also a YouTube account where you can see some cool videos and a Patreon account. I have a Patreon account. I believe it's under Ronald George Moore, but you can sign up to the show. And I put... Uh, also, I should say, like, on every Tuesday, uh, unless it's an interview, I drop a Tuesday Titter, a.k.a. Tuesday Tango, where I just kind of talk about something for 10 minutes. And then I have the Friday Foreplay every Friday, where i just like to recommend something I really love coming out of the province. You know, whether it be a book, a uh, CD, maybe an event, an upcoming event. So there's lots to listen to, lots coming in on the feed from uh, Craft Central. And yeah, I thought maybe I'd take a page out of real debaters, i.e. rip them off of what they're doing. Uh, Michael likes to read off you know, who's actually, where the people are who are listening to his show. I thought I'd do that as well. Um, but before I get into that, listen to, there are some great Manitoba podcasts that are out there for you to listen to as well. So, you know, check out The Real Debaters. Check out Witch Police Radio. Check out Sean Geek Fast Fret podcast. Living Through Extinction. Um, Toffeecock, aka Thick and Sweaty. Uh, yeah, there's tons. So go check it out, hunks. My goodness. All right, let's take a look here. I'm going to do I'm going to do countries. There's the uh, top 6 countries that listen to uh the show Mental Shop podcast. At coming in at number 6, Sri Lanka. <laughs> uh number 5, Luxembourg, Burg. Number 4, Hong Kong. Uh number 3, Ireland, respect. Uh, Number two, the United States, and uh, number one, uh, the heart of the country, well, the country of Canada, which is pretty cool. And then city, we got lots of, everywhere from Chicago to Philadelphia, uh, all the way to Brandon, (laughs) Dallas, Santa Fe, Calgary, Calgary's huge this week, Ashburn, so it's all just much appreciated, and I really uh, can't thank you enough for... um, listening to the show and, you know, telling your friends, let people know, let people know out there there's a a show that celebrates Manitoba and, um, you know, share it, like it, go to Apple podcasts and give a great review. I recently did that to all my shows. I listened to, you can go right on there, click the three dots and just five star, five star, five star, five star. That's what they are. They are five stars. Anyway, uh, back to Trampoline. Yeah, it was really cool. I was thrilled to speak with Michelle and Steve and you can go pick up their album from them directly. Just message them on Facebook. Go to Bandcamp. Bandcamp. What is it? Trampoline Sounds. bandcamp.com. Trampoline Sounds. And the smartest thing you can do is check out their webpage. They got all the links on there and that's trampoline the band i'm just double checking i'm going on my thing trampoline the band.com it's got their home it's got the bio media um con- you can contact them they got reviews and there you can you can one click away to download to go to the merch store to go to their facebook to go to their instagram to go to their youtube everything's there and uh, they're just a great 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 band okay Oh, I know. I forgot to mention, even in the interview, I meant to ask Steve about his little, he has a little short episode thing happening on their YouTube page, and it's Drummer Talking Drums, Tips and Tricks with Sticks. Uh, So he does kind of like these short videos, and it's very heady stuff, but if you're a drummer, you're going to be like, oh, I see. I get what you're saying. I guess that's about it. So, oh, and uh, check out the, they say the Patreon, if I haven't, the Patreon account is Ron George Moore or something like that, and uh, sign up and you can get access to all the Friday foreplays, all the Tuesday Twitter, AKA Tuesday tangos. And also I'm going to be, I have released uh, just full interviews without any editing, just uncensored, a little bit of censoring if, if it's required, but for the most part. Just a complete, you get to hear all the stuff I take out, which are a lot of like, uh, a lot of me just going, just bad, bad stuff. But you, if you wanted to hear it, and um, also I'm going to put out some ambient noise from Winnipeg's Confusion Corner and other places where I just set a recorder up and get the background noise. You'll hear a lot of that in the Tuesday Titters, aka Tuesday Tangles and Friday Four plays. So. But other than that let's get the show rolling oh it's a good one. Oh, you oh you're gonna love it and thank you once again i really really truly appreciate you uh, listening to the show um it's been three years now and i'm just loving every minute of it and loving every minute of it okay bye And we're rolling. Yeah. Woohoo. Two thirds Woo! trampoline in the house. All the people in this virtual uh, reality here. Mm, good intro. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, you just heard Michelle Lechnik, And I also have Steve Martins.
2: Yep, yeah, that's me. And
1: uh, missing is Joy Penner. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it today, but we'll uh, make do. Yes, Ooh. we will. How are you doing? this is I know it's kind of strange with the zoom because we it may seem like we'd be talking over each other at times, but we'll try to uh we'll try to do this well. Do you guys do a lot of zoom
3: during the lockdown phase? I did with a number of people in my community, but uh now since everything lifted, there hasn't been much zoom calls
2: right, right, right. yeah, I have a little bit with some work that I do that i uh, where I do a little bit of zoom like this kind of thing, but that's about it really.
1: Right on. Yeah, I'm only basically doing it for the show and excuse me if I feel if it seems like I'm interrupting you guys. Um, I'm just super excited to to talk to you about your new album. You have a brand new uh, album out. Uh, It's available on your band camp uh, called All the People in This House. Want to get into that as far as uh, how that was all done and created over the last couple of years. Um, But uh, what I always like to do is ask the guest uh, where you're from. But in this case, we got a band. So we're going to talk the band. Where's the band from? I know on your bio, it says summer of 2014, trampoline formed. So let's go back to the summer of 2014. Where were you guys? What were you doing?
3: Um, I was writing songs in my basement. And I had a friend who was playing, I don't even remember. Was she playing the bass for the songs at the time? I think she was. And then we decided that... Uh, there was something kind of really special that was evolving very organically, and yeah. Uh, yeah, we just decided that we wanted to add a drummer to the mix. We didn't really have plans for playing live shows or becoming anything.
1: Wait, a minute, so to, sorry <laughs> to interrupt. Trampoline was a bassist, and you, was, you on guitar. It was,
3: yeah, it was me on a me and a bassist. Wow, and I was playing guitar. But originally, the vision was that she was going to write the songs. So it all, yeah, it all came about in a very surprising fashion that nobody was predicting.
2: Right. uh,
3: We were just having so much fun with the songs that we decided that we should try and take it more seriously and recruit a drummer and a keyboard player. And Steve was the only drummer who showed up to audition and he was just perfect for the role, we thought. So that's kind of, that's kind of how trampoline formed. And That's Steve hot.
1: was a stranger at the time, like he just walked in yeah. and auditioned. How did you know of the audition, Steve?
2: Uh, through Kijiji. Oh, it was an ad on Kijiji, very nice. It was literally an ad on Kijiji, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and do you remember what attracted you? Was it, I guess it wasn't a lot of drummer auditions at the time, or
2: did you were you looking for a band? I, I was looking for a band and then I just I got some of the repertoire, like just kind of rough versions of the songs. And uh, yeah, they dealt with some of the existential things that I uh, found interesting. And they were also quite funny at the time, too. Right, right. So I thought it was a good combination of comedy and uh, existential uh, exploration, I guess you could might say. Right. Okay. And I felt like there was something I could bring to it, I think, at the time. So, yeah, I was, whatever, figuring out things for my life or where the next uh, stage of my life would go. And, uh, yeah. You nailed it. You aced it. (laughs) You're like, that's the guy. And now you're
1: a four-piece. You're in a four. There's a keyboardist, there's a bassist, guitar, drums. So We started
3: out as a four-piece. I think we only played two shows in total as a four or five-piece. And then, uh, yeah, we just reduced ourselves to a three-piece.
1: Right, you just reduced Amidst yourself. some,
3: yeah, interpersonal tensions and whatnot.
1: Yep, yep, that's yep. what happens for sure. Figuring out <laughs> where we're going, yeah, who's coming along, and over, I guess, a year, year and a half, you came up, you produced your first EP, mm-hmm. and the EP is called Sometimes. Uh, it's called Sometimes a Song is Just a Cigar EP. Yes. And Joey's on that, correct? No. Oh, he's not on that one. Okay. Did you have good feedback? Yeah. Were you getting, were you playing uh, some gigs around town or?
3: Yeah, we were p- playing fairly regularly regularly at that time. Mm-hmm. Would you say, Steve? My memory is foggy.
2: Yep. No, it, it did really well for us. And like it, like it got us, we got a lot of play on university radio with that, uh, with the EP Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah it consisted the EP consisted of uh Michelle and I and two others Rachel our our old bass player and uh Sam there was someone named Sam that was playing with us a good friend of ours um she was in the band Sam was in the band for six months roughly um and it was right at that time that we recorded that EP
3: yeah and she played keyboards and piano on the EP
1: Awesome. Okay, and you're like you're playing live gigs, and you have four songs on the EP, so you these are like the best of your four songs. You have other songs, or are you doing covers when you're playing live? How did?
2: Uh,
3: how uh, we played we played a couple covers, but mostly we've just stuck to originals. I guess the EP was enough to get us like national radio attention. Wow. Which was good. Oh so, yeah, it was a, it was a stepping stone onto whatever everything that came afterward. A statement with my voice I can't make a statement with my voice with my voice I can't see the merit of my thoughts I can't see the merit of my thoughts tour uh we played a show in edmonton we played a show in regina and what was the third one steve saskatoon
2: that uh, sounds right uh regina saskatoon we might have edmonton. another one in in saskatchewan sounds like a van tour
3: yeah in the van <laughs> yeah. with
2: your equipment drove across and back yeah
3: pretty much right that's awesome it
2: feels so long ago
3: Oh, we also did that tour where we just played one gig, didn't we? In Edmonton. We drove all the way to Edmonton for that one gig that we didn't want to cancel and then came home.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who's booking all this stuff? (laughs) Well, we did.
3: Us mostly. It's not our strong suit. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. And then,
1: um, so is Joey along for the ride here? Or when did Joey come into the band?
3: Um... I guess a year before Happy Crimes was recorded Mm -hmm. around there.
1: 2018. Yeah. Same idea. Had an audition in uh, on Kijiji or how did he come into the fold?
2: Well, Joey's been a friend of mine for many years. And uh, so him and I would like we do the freelance thing a little bit on the side and uh and and then actually joey we were actually thinking about having him come in and be like an accept like a multi-instrumentalist that was kind of the original vision oh okay and uh and i mean joey is like he plays so many instruments so well i mean bass is his his main forte to, uh, to play but he's really good at a number of instruments and so we initially had uh him lined up to come for a practice um this was a Yeah. This was summer. This is summer of, I think this is summer of 2018. I think I'm, we're thinking here.
1: Right.
2: And, uh, and we were going to have that practice. And then it was right around that time that, um, things dissolved with, uh, our former bass player. And, uh, then we had a gig coming up and we really, it was a uh, really short notice and we needed a bass player and, Joey was that's really what Joey really actually wanted. He really wanted to actually play bass. Right, uh, right. But I mean, we had a bass player at the time and uh just waited patiently. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it, it 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 was just so natural that Joey would come in at at that moment and we played the gig and it, the gig went really good as I can recall. Do you remember and where that the, was? It was the cavern. Oh, beautiful cavern, yeah. Yeah, in Winnipeg, and we opened up for a band called Mips. So they were from I don't know Ottawa or Toronto, I think.
1: Oh, that that's great. And then so you got you formed, you got the trio, the power trio, and now you you're kind of like set. You got to get some songs. You're working your way towards your first full length LP, which you mentioned is Happy Crimes in 2019. Yeah, (laughs) and this is where I noticed uh, you're really getting into. Um, well, you have a producer you're working with, John Paul Peters. You currently work with him. Yeah, yeah we work with him for both albums. Let's talk about the, the songwriting process. So, Michelle, you do, you're do you credited with writing, uh, I think, almost all the songs on uh, Happy Crimes.
3: Yeah, wondering... all the songs on Happy Crimes and then all the songs except for Doris and Socrates on the new album. Right.
1: But the band Trampoline is credited with the arrangement. So I was wondering about the process of writing the song and then having you know almost exporting it to the band for the arrangement. You know, like so, mm-hmm. what, what do you first? What first pops in your head as far as a? Is it a melody? Is it a, um, a theme?
3: Uh, you know what? It varies from song to song. Sometimes it starts with a melody. Sometimes it starts with a lyric. Other times it starts with a guitar riff. Other times it starts with a very specific drum beat. I play drums too. And then I just build the song around whatever emerges first.
1: Right. Really, would, would, would yeah. You tackle one song at a time or you're juggling? Lots Generally
3: of- one song at a time. Yeah.
1: Right. Okay.
3: Uh, I usually feel like there's some sort of emotional process that's involved. And then I can't mo- move on to another song until that process completes itself by completing the song. Right, it feels like right. very much, you know, entangled with each other.
1: So, okay, let's talk about the arrangement then. So then... You have the song idea and now you're going to propose it to like, okay, here's what, I, uh, here's what the song is. Do you just kind of hand it over and the other members make their own, do their own thing with it? Is that the idea? Do you, do you be the captain and say, okay, this is what I'd like for the bass to sound, the drums to sound, Michelle?
3: Um, yeah, I usually have a general idea for how I want the drums to sound. So typically I'll write the song, all the guitar parts, all the vocal parts, the melodies, usually some keyboard stuff. And then I'll just program like a drum template.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: so Steve at least has a sense of, okay, this is where the drums will start. This is where they'll stop. This is like the general style of how I would like them to be played. And then he kind of just layers his creativity on top of it. Right. And then right. we And then we change things together as we see fit. And sometimes the first drum draft will sound a lot different from like the second draft after we've listened to it a few times and worked on it as a team. Um, so yeah, there's, yeah, just a process that all three of us go through once I do present the songs to them to complete them.
1: Yeah. And generally I imagine it's, it's all friendly getting along. Is there any, any heated arguments about, no, this drum beat should be this or
3: (laughs) nothing heated, nothing (laughs) heated. No. Okay. At this, at this point, we all trust each other quite a bit, I think, and work pretty well together. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, but uh, yeah, drum, drums usually come first and then we bring Joey in and he adds his bass lines to match the drum parts. That's right. typically how it goes.
1: And uh, how important is the producer when recording an album?
2: Well, we actually produce, like we, we do the productions, the arrangements and production ourselves. So like everything is pretty much all there. When it comes to like, I mean, JP is obviously an amazing producer, and maybe we're not even really <laughs> fully realizing what he could do if he was like fully sitting in the producer kind of seat with trampoline. Right, give um, him the reins. <laughs> so he he's he kind of his role with us is is very much like he gets he knows how to get good tones uh, and good drum sounds like he's a, he's a gearhead. He's a, he, he thinks about the sonic quality of things mm-hmm. and where things are landing in the mix, but um, yeah, almost entirely. He, he's not part of the arrangement or like um, deciding which songs to do or any of that kind of business. Right. He just started um, to kind of
1: enhance the sound. Yeah. 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 Not add to it, but just like make it, you know, Real pop, pop, I guess, I don't know. Yeah,
3: he's he's really good at making it sound the way that we want the music to sound on a recording. He's really good at navigating his gear and pro tools. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he has a down to a science, for sure.
1: <laughs> and I guess that's why you used him again with uh, all the people in this house. He's, yeah. yeah. Um, and the songwriting itself is, is, is what I love the most... Uh, well, there's so many things I love about your band. Like, Michelle, I love your your voice, your guitar playing. Can I ask you, like, when did you learn guitar? Like, when um,
3: I, I got a few guitar lessons when I was 13 or 14, mm-hmm. I think. And then I didn't enjoy guitar lessons, so I quit that and just mostly learned from listening to Led Zeppelin at the time in high school. Right. But mo- mostly self-taught. And then I took a break from playing guitar for about eight years and then took it back up again. Around the time that I started writing songs for trampoline.
1: Holy shit, you're a natural. Unbelievable. And Steve, you are <laughs> amazing on the drums too. Uh, when did you start percussion? Was it high school or?
2: No, I played ice cream pails when I was three years old. So <laughs> yeah. And then I got a drum set when I was seven. So it just kind of was, yeah. I'm I'm not really good at any other instruments. And so I'm not really. I barely think of myself as a drummer. I'm just like, it's just kind of a, it, it fits my natural expression and that's yeah. why I do it, but I'm not a, really obsessed with drums really.
1: Um, okay. Not obsessed with it. Is that why like you also, like, I remember I saw you live, I believe it's 2019 at the Forks. Yeah. That was okay. a cool gig. And uh, that was the yeah. first time I realized, like you have your drum
2: set up, but you also yeah. have a keyboard beside you right I don't I, I you know what it's funny I, I don't do that anymore with the keyboard beside me um I can hit a, a a drum pad to get a keyboard sound if I need to or something right or add it to a backtrack or something but I got too much other shit going on that like I, I don't know it's it doesn't uh it doesn't do too much too much meaningful for me to try to oh look at I can play keyboards with one hand and then somewhat <laughs> play with the other hand you exactly.
1: know so. you're not an octopus you got to get it yeah, like, two <laughs> hands right but also um what I love is, uh, about the album like you all these yeah you, it's a full sound like uh of of samples here and there and or both albums actually it just seems like you have choruses you have like grand choruses at times and you, Michelle you sing and you do spoken word on the album like it's just like it seems like it's always kind of changing up switching up from not just a, the cookie-cutters uh, pop song, you know? And that's what I really, it's almost like you don't know what to expect. Very spontaneous, but very calculated as well, you know? And that's what really I find unique about about your sound and your band. Um, for instance, uh, Escher, Escher Live, right? It starts off. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> that was up. good. But then like the second time around, you add that. <laughs>
3: so catchy. Escher's yeah, is... Escher was pretty calculated. The writing process was very calculated because I was reading um, a textbook on the artist Escher at the time. And I was just devouring all of his drawings and getting like a closer glimpse into his psyche. And then I decided it would be a fun challenge for me to write a math rock song, which I'd never written before, oh. um, just to kind of reflect like Escher's use of mathematics and geometry in all of his drawings. Yes, and uh, his complicated mind and so i wanted the song to sound complicated and feel mathematical and that's kind of how that one came about
1: right right it's certainly uh, a song that just grows and grows as it goes through it and just like you know just at one point i think you say stop or like yeah. in the middle of it <laughs> it's just so great and then there's the chant you know about the big garden or the huge garden like what's the big idea here you know like
3: yeah
1: another thing i uh like um, For me, I'm pretty simple, blue collar, you know, and uh, a lot of your themes and that are beyond my, you know, <laughs> beyond my <laughs> knowledge of what's going on. So a lot of times we'll be listening to your stuff and then I have to go to Google and like, what are they talking about? Oh, okay. <laughs> so and that's always fun. And, and
3: uh, So you're still feeling really impacted by it even though you're not really connected to all the content?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Cool. Uh, happy Crimes. Uh, there's a lot of really good songs and riffs on there. Uh, I have a question. Oh, that's all I do here. Do you, do you repeat lyrics in your, in your songs? Like, do you, do you find yourself coming back to lyrical content and using it again? Or am I just hearing? Three?
3: Definitely did that intentionally on happy crimes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Cause it was presented more as a rock opera. So it's, it's typical in rock operas for there to be repeated lines throughout a number of the songs, uh, yeah. Steve and I both really love Jesus Christ Superstar, and there's quite a bit of that in Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, cool! What if the, I'm recalling correctly,
1: what other influences would you say collectively that you guys enjoy?
3: Collectively? Yeah. Mm, I don't listen to a lot of bands. I you think don't. that's what that's what sets me apart from Steve and Joey. I'm a lot more drawn to like movie scores and instrumental pieces and classical music and like Gregorian chants I listened to a lot of that which may have influenced the new album a bit because I was doing uh, like experimenting more with like operatic vocals right which definitely is connected to my love for opera and yeah Gregorian chants especially yes
1: for
2: sure it's on there I hear it I what think the music? only, I, th- I think the only music that uh, the three of us bo- all feel passionately about. Sigur is Ross. The first four albums of, of the band Sigur Ross from Sid Iceland.
1: I do not know them.
2: Okay. Sigur Ross. they They're, yeah, they're amazing.
1: Once again, got to go on Google. Got to yeah. <laughs> look up a trampoline reference. Here we go again.
3: Uh, yeah. Well, it's very heartfelt music. Heartfelt? Sigur Ross. Yeah, but it also has like a post rock structure to a lot of these songs, would you say?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, let's go back to Happy Crimes and discuss, uh, you also, along with these amazing songs, you have equally amazing videos to go along with it. But the the videos, I was wondering how much influence you have, and is it all you guys coming up with uh, the concept of your videos? or
3: Typically, it's pretty collaborative between the three of us. No,
2: I, I think it's more Michelle leading the, vi- the videos than... I mean joey and i pipe in but it's it's definitely more michelle-led than i would say joey and i, I. would say
3: i would say it had a lot to do with the twins on fire um storyline and the emily's tea party video right but i feel like somehow we all decided on the escher video how we were going to shoot that and what would be occurring in that music video mm-hmm. and i think joey had Led the uh, the process of creating *Children of the Hill*.
1: So who do you to
3: direct them? Like, oh, we've been using the same guy. His name is Landon Lake. Oh, really? The same guy from yeah. all He's really, for all of them. Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: cool. Is this, did you put an ad in Kijiji or how did you come up with this guy? <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, that's the uh, guy. I met
3: him first somehow.
2: Yeah, I met him through like some of my freelance kind of stuff. And then the first time that we worked with him was actually way back. We needed someone to shoot a live thing of like the band. This is before, even before Joey was in the band and so we had him do that and then it was upon seeing what he could do with just a uh, us playing live at shannons in winnipeg um <laughs> that we, we then realized oh shit we should put, get him to do a video and uh yeah that's twins on fire was the, then the first like music video that we did with him
3: there is a place where we can go
1: The new album. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm trying to be so professional here. Let's talk about the new album. All the people in this house, uh, each track represents a person, whether fictional or nonfiction. Uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of talking on my ass here, but I know like there are specific people for specific songs. For instance, you have uh, Socrates, Escher, uh, Aaron Brockovich which was uh, interesting. Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. <laughs> yeah. Now this is, once again, I had to look it up. Thoth, Thoth? the Egyptian yeah. god of the moon? He's
3: ancient, yeah. <laughs> he probably existed, but we're not exactly sure about that. Yeah, it's all up in that
1: Um, How did you decide, was it the same idea where it was just in your head, you're thinking about something and you'd be like, oh, this, this could yeah. be a song about this person?
3: Yeah, pretty much just wrote about whoever I was connecting to at the time, either through art or literature. Or... So, yeah, they all just unfolded one after the other very organically. They weren't uh, premeditated.
1: Steve, you wrote two songs on the new album. Is it... What's the process like for
2: you? <laughs> I mean, one of the songs was written so long ago, like way before I was in like 10 years. Ago. Socrates was actually written like 10 years ago. Um, and so that's just so like so long ago in my head like uh, I I had it all kind of like mostly all arranged and stuff but then there was a part that I added onto the uh, very end of it um, mm-hmm. um, but Socrates I had taken a philosophy class and that was the story of the like basically the Socrates song com- comes from the apology by Plato which is like Socrates ba- Basically being on trial, and I really resonated with the story when I was in philosophy class, and so it was very, it was very natural for me to, uh, for me to create a song around something that I was really resonating, and I was resonating with my own existential uh, beliefs and stuff at the time, and that really kind mm-hmm. of spoke to me. and And it really, I kind of really align a lot with Socrates, and so yeah, it just seemed natural for me to write a song. Cool. Yeah and it's, yeah and basically um, I don't know, in that specific incident uh, instance, I had an audiobook version of the Apology and I, I had taken little clips of the, the audiobook version and I had lined up the, the, the speaking parts. I had taken clips and so I had like this automated male voice doing all the parts for like the first verse, the second verse, the bridge section, blah blah blah. Yeah. And and that's how that that's how that song came out. And right. then Michelle Michelle became a, a character in and of herself, of course, that took that to a whole nother level. <laughs>
3: list of characters was not premeditated at all. It started with uh, Socrates and Ted, and then we decided to just keep going with that theme.
1: Uh, Aaron Brockovich, do you sample Aaron Brockovich in that song, or is that you speaking, <laughs>
3: Michelle? Uh, in the beginning, we're sampling the Aaron Brockovich. Mm-hmm. And then midway through, I'm sort of imitating Aaron Brockovich.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, Do you ever worry about sampling or like, you know,
2: I don't know if you'd get permission for this or is that right? It's not from the it's not from the movie, Aaron, just to be clear, it's not from the movie Aaron Brockovich that we did the sample. Like everybody thinks of Aaron Brockovich, the movie, right? Yeah, uh, it was it was just a a very kind of obscure interview uh, of Aaron Brockovich with just a few lines like, you know, and it's kind of spread out over time. So it's um, yeah. I, I can't even remember where we grabbed that from. Maybe. Yeah, I just
3: YouTubed it. I YouTubed Erin yeah. Brock a bit of an interview and I said, I really like the line she says in this one. And then yeah. Steve kind of cut it up.
1: Cut it and up. Then we
3: yeah. And then we placed it where we wanted it.
1: Sweet. This this album is uh once again it's just it's, it's great. The themes are very spiritual and uh gigantic and just like it's saying what you were saying, like the chance at the end and just like it's just full of goodness. Also
3: very jarring at times. Jarring,
1: yeah. Okay.
3: Jarring.
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. What other well Michelle? You just don't really listen to a lot of uh Music of today, I guess you'd say. But are there any other local acts which you uh, particularly enjoy? Or Twin, Twin.
3: Yeah, I think they recently changed their name to Twin Trois, maybe because there was too many bands named Twin out there.
1: Maybe, yeah. but
3: yeah, Tw- Twin has always like cut through all of my de- my defenses straight to my heart, and yeah, moved me from the very beginning. So I'm going to love them forever for that reason. Right on.
2: Steve? Yeah. Uh, I like Blonde Goth a lot. Blonde Goth? Yeah.
3: Oh. Yeah. I like them a lot too.
1: Both Winnipeg acts, right? Yeah. yeah. That's the local part. Okay. Um, what about venues you've played? Is there any venues that, that stick out as being your favorites or one a gig maybe that didn't work out so well because of well, I don't really want to shit on anyone, but you know, I'm going to say the best. What's your favorite uh, venue to play in Winnipeg or in 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 Canada?
3: Um, I think the WEC is close to the top, right. but I think the West that End Cultural I've, Center. I've, 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 yeah, I think I've had the most fun playing gigs at the Cavern, actually. Yep. Same It's, thing? Just, it's just always been such a good vibe at the Cavern. Yeah.
2: What about you, Steve. Yeah, uh, the whack and the Park Theater, uh, that would be in my favorites here in the city that Trampoline has played, you know, so. Right. Yeah.
1: Did you like, did you like playing the, uh, can I also, saw, I believe I saw you at the French Festival one year. Right. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. that was really good. That yeah. was fun. And along with Canada Day, I think that was the same year. Um also, I notice on stage a lot of times that you you don masks. You like to really put a performance on. <laughs> like, uh, w- w- Michelle, I believe you're wearing a mask. I don't, I can't remember if Steve was or Joey, but
3: no, just me. Um, how did that start? I think I was just walking through Value Village one day and I saw this troll mask and I just fell in love with it and wanted to make use of it. Yeah. And then since it was kind of like taking on different perspectives for these new songs, it seemed. Like, this is a good opportunity to wear this mask and really just, like, let my crazy rip on stage. And I feel like it's easier for people to digest with a mask on <laughs> than with it off.
1: <laughs> Didn't obscure your voice or anything, so it worked out good. So Yeah. And that Canada Day gig, was. do you remember that
3: being a success? That was at the Forks?
1: Yeah, it was at the Forks. I remember because I I brought my kids along. I'm like, you got to check out this band, you know, my kids. Are- uh- <laughs> and fourteen, and we were loving it. My my uh, daughter, who's ten, was just enthralled with uh, your following. You had a little follower following into oh yeah of just, and there she was loving the dancing going on. It was the craziest thing she ever saw. So you definitely have uh, a unique uh, following of of fans. <laughs> So was that, was that a good gig? Or <laughs> like,
3: did we enjoy playing it? Yeah, did you enjoy playing?
1: Do you like yeah. outdoor gigs when people aren't necessarily watching you? You know, they're walking around and, you know.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I like outdoor gigs because I think you attract people that you otherwise wouldn't. It had a
2: good mix of demographics of people that were there, uh, as I recall. Like, you know, you've got young, young children there. You've got old people. And, and and the bands that are before you and the bands that are after you are we're all significantly different kinds of bands. And so maybe they were coming for a very different sound, but then then they got us and like mm-hmm. you know so <laughs> and they lucked out
1: yeah.
2: well, <laughs> or maybe, maybe maybe they went away mad. we're not sure. it seemed <laughs> like we got yeah, we got good feedback from people so yeah and it was yeah. bloody hot that day. It was super hot. oh mm-hmm. yeah. Do you remember a particular performance you did not
1: like? We don't have to name the venue or anything, but one that where it's just like, oh, this is not, the sound sucks or I just don't get along with the promoter or something like that.
3: Mm, I'm thinking. Do you have the answer, Steve?
2: I, I mean, I know one gig that didn't go so well for you. Um,
3: did I block it out?
2: uh no you're just really having a hard time it was, it was like a, it was one of those gigs where it was like more than one set and you were having difficulties um playing there and the reason oh yeah
3: yeah and we paid four hundred dollars yeah that's the reason <laughs> well, why. That, we well it. that's
2: another that's another one that was a problem but yeah that
3: one I hated yeah the four four
2: hundred
3: dollar gig at that uh brewery <laughs> we won't say which brewery yeah. but no I yeah For sure.
2: Yeah. Because they they, they (laughs) you
1: promised more and they gave you less. Is that the idea?
3: It just it wasn't our audience. Nobody gave a shit that we were playing music in that venue.
1: Right, right.
3: (laughs) Just playing to ourselves, essentially. (laughs) And yeah, that's not very inspiring.
1: Right. (laughs) For sure. So it's time for the Manitoba money Shot. I have the band trampoline here and they're going to go, they're going to answer 100 questions in five minutes. So they're going to try to, uh, and as i said, it, you have basically every three seconds we have to, I have to work with you to get the question on and an answer. Uh, it's all on the honor system. So it's basically like your favorite this, this or that, fill in the blank. And that's about it. Do you have any questions? Nope. So the, 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 we can't give a wrong answer. Uh, technically, 90% of your answers have to be correct. So you can, but I don't recommend it. Because that way, people could just say whatever. They can go bliggity block and that's an answer, right? I don't want... That's crap. No, it doesn't work. I don't... Doesn't play on well, me here. Okay,
2: so... Are you ready? Yeah. That's one answer one answer. Right no, there. no, that
1: doesn't count. I haven't started the clock. Michelle Lechnik, Steve Martins, your... MANITOBA MONEY SHOT is-
0: Fourteen dollars 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 Fourteen dollars eight cents <laughs> Just kidding, good luck trampoline Oh, and Ted Kaczynski wants to say hi Come on over Ted, come say hi Oh, alright, he doesn't want to, he's too shy More like you'd a bummer <laughs> Am I right? Hell sake
1: Name a Winnipeg movie theater.
3: Cinematheque. Uh, name a Winnipeg
1: bar. Palomino. Name a Winnipeg restaurant.
3: Uh, Stella's.
1: Name a Winnipeg park. Uh Kildone park. Name a Winnipeg band.
3: Uh, tch,
1: blonde goth. Uh, pick a number between one and ten. Seven. Broccoli or cauliflower? Broccoli. Bananas or apples? Bananas. Rice or potato? Rice. Favorite salad dressing: Caesar. Favorite soup:
3: uh, Minestrone.
1: Girls just want to have what fun. Uh, boys don't what? Cry. Name a Grammy winner: uh, uh, Justin Bieber. Name an Oscar winner: uh, Robert De Niro. What would you buy at Dollarama? Uh, uh, something worth a dollar. How do you like my? How do I like my coffee? Black. Favorite subject in school. Band. Name a movie you purchased. Uh Mean Girls. Name a member of the band Kiss. Gene Simmons. Name a Star Wars droid. Woo! Time pass! Pass. Okay. Now what do you bring to the beach? Uh trunks. Name a John. Name a John? Name a John.
3: John Cougar Mellencamp. Nice, name a Betty. Betty Davis. Name a Chris. Uh, Chris Rock. Name a science
1: fiction movie. War of the Worlds. Name an 80s comedy. Uh, Uncle Buck. Name. Oh good, name a baseball movie. Uh, feel the Dreams. Name something blue.
3: The Sky. Name
1: something red. Uh, blood. Name something green. The forest. Name something yellow. A banana. Name something brown. Poop. Name something purple. Uh, Barney. Name something pink. Uh, Bubblegum. Where would you find a flag? In America. How much money is in your pocket? Zero. Name a DJ. Uh,
2: DJ. Fresh Prince. <laughs> last place you ordered a
3: pizza. Last place? Yeah. Uh, little Pizza Heaven.
2: What toppings were on the last pizza you ordered, Steve? Uh, pineapple and cheese.
1: Can you cook? Yes. Can you dance? Barely. Can you juggle? Yes. Can you whistle? No. What would you name a horse? Um, dolphin. Pie or cake? we got to pick this up. Cake. Plane or train? Train. Bacon or sausages? Bacon. Favorite fruit?
3: Uh,
1: pomegranate. Favorite vegetable? Carrots. Name a Sarah. Sarah Silverman. Name a Beastie Boy.
2: Uh oh, I uh, one guy that died. Oh, <laughs>
1: what goes in the freezer? Uh, steak. Name something round. A circle you have a driver's license? Yes. Do you have a fishing license? No. Nope. Do you have a hunting license? No. Nope. Name a painting.
2: Uh, Van Gogh's uh, something. Name a, <laughs> Name a book.
3: Name a book. Name uh, a book. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe.
2: Name a record
1: album. Happy Crimes. Nice. <laughs> Name a film. Uh,
3: Casablanca.
1: Name a breakfast cereal. Alphabets. What do you put in an omelet? Eggs. Name a Marvel superhero.
2: Superman. Name a DC superhero, wrong. (laughs) Ah. DC superheroes. Michelle turn.
1: Horseman. (laughs) Pass. Pass. Okay, what do you put on toast? Butter. Uh, Name a sport with a racket. Tennis. How
2: often do you shave? Uh, once a week. Can you play guitar? No. Oh, can you play piano, Steve? Barely. Uh,
1: can you play drums? Yes. Can you play a, bra- a brass instrument? No. Can you sing?
3: Yes. <laughs>
1: uh, name a black and white movie, 30 seconds. Uh, Joan of Arc. Name a 3D film. Avatar. Name a Manitoba city. Winnipeg. Name a Manitoba town.
2: Uh, Stonewall. Name a Manitoba road. Uh,
1: uh, uh, number one. Name a Manitoba lake. Ah. Lake. Ah. <laughs> ah. That's it. Oh, how many was that? That was pretty good. Seventy-nine. Okay. Seventy-nine out of a hundred. Well, seventy-eight technically, because Michelle did not name a Star Wars droid.
2: Right. And so what's the high, What's the highest number a band has got?
1: Well, I guessed, uh two people have completed it. Rusty Mattias, Rusty okay. Robot. Yeah. And uh, which Police Radio, Sam Thompson. They both were able to get in by the buzzer. Okay, They had
3: all the same questions?
1: Uh, well, not really. I, when I first started doing this, the questions were so long. I was just, there's no way oh, like, okay. anybody could do. Like, I was asking like for life stories and some of the, I was like, <laughs> it was so ridiculous. Basically, these questions have been the same for like since Sam won. So, hmm. I don't know, seven or eight guests. And I'm definitely trying to really, you know, speed up and get and try not to interact because a lot of times I'll be like, oh, that's awesome, you know, just. <laughs> but um, who are the droids in Star Wars? Uh, Steve, you want to get this? I, I don't know. Really? You guys don't watch Star Wars? No.
3: Oh, I, I do. I just, I'm blanking. C-3PO? Oh! Oh, A picture of C-3PO came up in my mind when you asked me, but I just couldn't name it.
2: Okay. Bummer. That's okay. Hope you don't feel too bad. (laughs) I mean, we're not getting the $14, so I mean, like, I'm I'm not going to be able to eat a meal now, but, you know, I'll get by.
1: Every dollar helps, you know, starving artists. (laughs) Um, I just want to say thanks again for doing the show. I, I love the new album. Can't wait to get it. uh CDs are available,
2: right? And yeah, and vinyl yep. is on the way. And vinyl too. Vi- vinyl, yeah, we're pretty soon to be getting it delivered.
3: And
1: of course, you can go to Bandcamp at Trampoline Sounds. Is that right? Sound.
3: Yep, Trampoline Sounds.
1: Trampoline Sounds.
3: Bandcamp.com.
1: Yeah, yeah. we have a
3: merch. We have a merch store on there too. So once the vinyl comes in, we'll add it to the merch store, and you can purchase it through there if you like or just directly contact us if you don't want to pay Bandcamp.
1: i just found out you have a coffee mug i was like yeah (laughs) i gotta get that coffee mug man love (laughs) coffee mugs that's my next purchase uh thanks again steve michelle it's been an honor
3: yeah thank you it was fun
2: and uh next time you're live i'll be seeing you again cool sounds good